Tick-tock, it's third eye o'clock, this week on The Hapless Heroes. I want to know what's wrong with you without actually having to hear what's wrong with you. Hello and welcome back to the Hapless Heroes Podcast. My name is Dave and I will be your host and dungeon master for this evening. We will, of course, start this one just like we start all of our evenings by introducing our cast. And we're going to start to my left with James as Hoblet, the Smasher. Good evening, friendos. His left we have Nicole as Boris, the Butcher. Hmm, 24 hours. We can figure this out. To her left, we have Zach as Pregnart. If only I brought some soup. To his left, we have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Was this part of your plan, little man? And to his left, we have Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. This is one of the worst days of my life. So we left off last episode with some rather clear directions. Well, clear in intention, maybe not so clear in um, an actual uh, direction to go. Yeah, uh, so, you know, just to recap for my party members here. We need to figure out a way to get the third eye of Vecna, which is firmly implanted into my forehead, not intentional. I'm going to remind everybody. Um, it's just not intentional. I didn't want this. Whoopsies. We have to get it out of this realm before Valen sees us. Pregnart goes over Ish. to uh, who he thinks is Paradel, probably still, is actually Felix. And uh, he like taps. He taps on the third eye. He rubs um, it a little bit. So it's, I still have it covered by a, a bandana. Oh, he, um, he he taps I, the place I, where it I, should be. Yeah, and I did shift back to Felix to make things slightly less confusing for Pregnard, who's already disoriented as it is. He noticed um, that and apparently is still confused because that was of course. <laughs> what was going on in his mind. It's a confusing time. It is a confusing time. Um, but yeah, I do still have the third eye covered by a bandana. Um, and then there's actually a monocle over the bandana where the third eye is. Remember, because I had took an extra, taken an extra monocle and I fastened it to the bandana. There's a good chance that if um, he, he did not have a bandana on it, his head would have just exploded. So. All right. Then he says, uh, may, I look, may I look at your, your the evil uh, gemstone? It's a bad, bad ruby? Bad, bad emerald? Um, well, it's kind of just, uh, I don't really understand its properties, and I'm not entirely keen on maybe displaying this. 
so it's a secret totally. and just look uh, but when the uh, demon skull was presented to the air in this place it melted so we're hoping that Felix's forehead does not suffer the same fate is this an airtight before... bandana is this an airtight headband no but I'm just gonna before before I let you have a peek Pregnard, Jarrell, I'm gonna just say as a contingency okay I'm gonna ask you to do something here as you know if if for whatever reason we reach a point of like maybe my head's about to explode right you're good with that sword, right? And I'm like looking Jarrell, at the justice. Jarrell already has it ready. He was thinking of just straight up banishing you the second <laughs> everything came back. Well, no, 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 no. Let's, 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 let's not talk about banishment. I'm not talking about that. Right? Because then all you're doing is taking this problem and you're just putting it somewhere else. Right? Uh, just to a different plane of existence. That's just somewhere else. Some other plane's problem now. Like, that's that's not the intent here. I'm saying you can you can definitely get a good swing. It's pretty accurate, wouldn't you say? You're expecting me to swing my sword at that little thing in your forehead and just hit that? No, I'm not saying just that. No, 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 no. I'm saying maybe, okay, so one of the things I discovered as I've been kind of growing in power as we've been adventuring and I've been researching more about, you know, some of the things that given by my patron. Uh, I can regrow parts of my body. If can you were you... just to slice, like, maybe my forehead off, just, like, just enough, just to get the gem out, I could possibly regrow that. Just don't, you know, like, cut my head in two. Boris decides she's good with that, pulls her dagger out of her pocket, and wait, a wait, band-aid wait, wait. out of another pocket, and starts walking <laughs> towards Felix. This is a last resort. I would prefer not to be cleaved right at the start as option one. This is a, if this is about to go sideways, if I'm about to be no more, we have a last resort. I'm saying, slice my forehead off. I'll regrow it. I do believe I would slice your entire face off. Would you be able to regrow that? I mean, I can you know, it, we can do it for science. Would you like me to freeze your forehead so you don't uh, feel it so good? Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, it could—it couldn't hurt. I—I'm <laughs> laughing very nervously now. <laughs> um, and and Hoblet, if this thing is removed from my forehead somehow, in some way, I need you to smash it as hard as you can with that magic hammer of yours. Deal? Of course. Okay. So, Pregnard, I'm gonna let you have a peek, but if this if this thing starts to set on fire and I start to burn alive, uh I'm gonna suggest we go with the heady slicey thing. Is that okay I'm just with you, buddy? This feels oh, like that's a dumb okay plan. This feels like a dumb plan, huh? Okay, alright, alright. Uh Hoblet, please enlighten me. What would your plan be? I d- I'm not the plan maker, sir. Okay, so then, so then if, you, if, you, if you have nothing to offer, I'd say maybe just reserve your fucking judgments then. Okay, because it's not your head at stake here, Hoblet. It's mine. May I present to you a menu? <laughs> you can choose between. Uh, I can give you a, a frost bite on your forehead. I can bite it off with frost. I can uh, 
give you ray of frost. Or I can use ice knife. Maybe I can cut it out with an ice knife. This is also that Pregnard can take a peek. Preg yeah, Pregnard, I'm just having you take a look. Like, it's not, again, again, the whole, like, 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 stabbing and chopping and slicing of my forehead, like, this is, this is the last, the, the, I want to remind everybody, last resort. Just take a look, see maybe if you can understand something more about it, even though I've spent months researching this thing, and this is where it got me. This seems like a terrible idea. All right. Ice Pregnard. knife, ice <laughs> knife, ice knife. <laughs> Pregnard, Pregnard walks over to Felix. He, uh, Ar Archon Joseph shoulder. speaks up. If it's all the same, would you please take this outside of my home? <laughs> yes, that's okay. I'm sorry, I got Yes, of course, of course. I, I got caught up in the moment. Joseph, I... I apologize. Uh, yeah, let's go outside. Before we do, Sir Joseph, do you know of any potential being or power in this realm that could remove this without lopping off the front of my friend's face? Hmm. I try to think my living years, maybe maybe someone at the Omega Project would be able to help with something like this. Uh, I mean, well, that's, uh, I'm, I'm one of them. Uh, kind of what got me into this mess, too, to begin with. The nature of your issue seems to be great. You would need a way to change the energies instead of destroying them outright. It's too great. It would destroy any anything near it. Are you aware of any being from the Omega Project that ended up here on this plane? This is a plane of law and good. <laughs> Does that just automatically negate anybody from the Omega Project? I was hoping not to have to say it out loud. No, I understand. Uh, well... Oh, perhaps... Hmm. Keep thinking of something. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you in a moment. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. I remember something. Hoblet. How, on a scale of like one to smashing us for eternity, um, how cool would you say that clanging in would be if we were to use, say, his fortress on that plane that we saw? Uh, what was it? Uh, Arcadia as sort of a bomb shelter for destroying this thing. A smash pad? Yeah, we can go back there. That's fine. No, 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 no. Not Legredex. Not at Legredex. His actual keep in his domain. The massive fortress built into the mountain. Oss's house. You want to go to the main palace? Oh. I mean, it's probably one of the most secure fortresses in the world, in the universe, right? So, like, 
You know what? We had, we had a good time chilling. Uh, I'm sure he'd love to see me again. But he's, he's not there, right? Because he's, he's in Ligerdex, so like we would just be us going there. Like, Listen, you never know where he's going to pop up. You never know. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, For I, sure. But, you know, is that a stupid Don't, idea? Am no. I, am I reaching here? Like, I just, I've already as got long options, as, man. As long as you don't kill me, and I'm there to explain if he arrives, we should be fine. Wait, I just remembered there was no portal to get back to Legradex from here. So we're well, then, also stuck here. Now that I uh, think about that's it. That's unfortunate. You have tried, of course, remove curse on this item, right? Yes, Jarrell, I have. Thank you. That's all I got. For reminding me of the obvious thing that I would have tried to do the second that he was in my possession. If you tried I, unplugging I it and plugging it back in. Right. <laughs> yes, I have restarted my modem, you fucking... Um, Felix is going to, like, take a breath. And think, I'm really sorry. Like, I don't mean to be so, so snippy. I just... This is... Um, Look, I just, I don't want to be the problem, and it's, like, feeling like right now, like, I'm the problem, so I just, like, I'm really trying to come up with some ideas to, to fix the situation here, because I don't really need a god to smite me today, or tomorrow, I guess. Boris right now is switching between playing with her dagger between her fingers like it's a baton, and practicing forehead-cutting swipes, like standing next to Felix, like lining up beside his forehead, and practicing swiping her dagger along it. <laughs> so, I don't know if this applies, because as as the, the vanilla dude whose house we're in said, this is a land of good and whatever, but I have my mercenary ability allows me to find where mercenaries hang out if anywhere. I, I think that negates. Yeah. So like maybe there's maybe there's a mercenary company around here that we could find that would be able to assist us. Yes. Mercenaries in heaven. Yeah. May I stress here literal heaven. There's I don't know. Heaven's angels. There's hell's angels. I've heard of them. Yeah, that's usually where the uh, yes, mercenaries go. They're right? just called <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. angels, <laughs> or in this case, angels. archons. There I mean, even the, even, the, even the Catholic Church has like a secret service. There's no like mercenary good guys up here just like roaming around. This is this is the play of law. Keeping Canada. good, right? So who keeps the good? There's no the law keeps no the chaos good. here. The law. And people just listen to the law? What kind of fucked up place is this? Literal heaven. <laughs> oh. Hey, Hoblet. Do you think yeah, we can remove it if I kill him? I can bring him back to life a minute later. <laughs> okay, so, 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 so maybe that's plan C, right? Like... If if chopping my face off if chopping my face off doesn't work, which is Plan B, then you could. <laughs> oh. Right. So if we just kill really him, we just keep try. killing him. We have like two kills on him. <laughs> I really want to try stabbing. Please, please I, re I really. <laughs> I really want to try just stabbing an ice knife into it. 
Or maybe it will maybe it will just fall out if I make it grow big. <laughs> so, okay, let me just I guess maybe I should just offer some background here as far as things that I've tried already on my own in a offshore lab with no other people around besides my lab assistants who sadly have all perished because of this thing in the experiment. Have you tried form. making it very, Hi. very big? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know... <laughs> you have not tried that. That's not one of the things you tried. That's not what... It's it, not even... The thought never even occurred to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, simply because making a problem in and of itself bigger, literally bigger, just never really seemed like something on my list of things to do. Well, Ooh, oh, sometimes, oh, sometimes oh, if oh. a problem is too small, you can't... Uh, you can't get it with just a normal shot. And if you make it big, then, oh, I don't know. It, uh, it's easier to hit. If you make it big enough, then Hoblet can smash it. Exactly. Okay, so I might have a plan. Okay. I have a spell. I have a spell called planar ally where I am able to request of a being known to me god, primordial, demon, prince or some other being of cosmic power and they will send a fiend loyal to it to aid us now the fiend says the fiend doesn't have to do what we ask it to do and we have to pay it but the payment can be anything, and we can ask it to do anything. Well, read read the exact wording of that spell, because this sounds... Okay. I, I like this. Okay. Maybe we can enlarge the, the gem, and then we can ask it to make it even bigger. No, no, no! <laughs> I just don't think that making a bigger thing... Hold on, let's just, I want to hear what this, this spell does. Hold on. <laughs> you beseech an otherworldly entity for aid. The being must be known to you. God, primordial, demon, prince, or some other being of cosmic power. That, that entity sends a celestial, an elemental, or a fiend loyal to it to aid you, making the creature appear in an unoccupied space within range. If you know a specific creature's name, you can speak the name when you cast a spell to request that creature. Though you might get a different creature anyways. DM's choice. When the creature appears, it's under no compulsion to behave in any particular way. You can ask the creature to perform a service in exchange for payment, but it is not obliged to do so. The request task could range from something simple, like help us fight a battle, or complex, like spy on our enemies, or protect us during a foray into the dungeon. You must be able to communicate with the creature to be able to bargain for its services. Payment can take a variety of forms. Celestial might require a sizable donation of gold or magic items. Uh, a fiend might demand a living sacrifice or a gift of treasure. Some creatures might exchange their service for a quest to be undertaken by you. As a rule of thumb, 
task can be measured in minutes requires a payment worth 100 gold per minute. A task measured in hours requires 1,000 gold per hour. Task measured in days requires 10,000 gold per day. The DM can adjust these payments based on circumstances. Um, after, after the creature completes the task or when the agreed upon duration of service expires, the creature returns to its home plane after reporting back to you if appropriate and if possible. If you are unable to agree on a price for the creature's service, the creature immediately returns to its home plane. Um, okay, I have an idea. Who are you going to call? Arian Black. Ghostbusters. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, if anyone can get this thing out of his head, I figure that he's the dude. Maybe. So, okay, that's an option. That's an option. Okay, so that's one of our phone of friends, so to speak. But it's got to be somebody that I know, so it can't be like your god. It has to be oh, familiar to me. To you specific. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Right. Never mind. I had someone in mind, but you wouldn't know him. So I don't know who else we've come across that that falls under, but my guess is that for me, Dave, that list might just be Clangadin and Arian Black. You never met the Raven Queen. You did meet the Raven Queen, actually. And also, Caesar. Technically, Valen. And technically Valen. Oh, yeah. But hold on. She already came here and said what she had to say through Jarrell. And it was not friendly. It was not nice. Yeah, but maybe she would send someone to help us. Or maybe she would send someone just to cuss us out. The way that she sent someone to help us, I'm going to use uh -huh. air quotes here in case those weren't heard, was telling Jarrell, this is your fucking problem. Figure it out. In 24 hours. So... Jarrell is the one she sent to help us. And he was already here. Aryan Black? I mean, Cl whoever Clangadin sends would help me, but I don't know if they can help. Whoever Aryan Black sends will probably help us, but I don't know if they'll want to. I feel like Aryan Black would be more well-versed in things of this nature than Clangadin is. It was my first thought when I saw the spell. Pregnar can be very persuasive, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Let's Beseech do it. Him. Beseech him. This, this is plan A. Let's go with plan A. Now, we are leaving. First We're leaving all, Joseph's house. And yeah. we also are aware that if Arian Black comes here and is not deemed worthy, he will be blown up too, right? No, not it's even. not Arian Black. It's he's Whatever sending. Right. He's sending like a henchman. He better, he better send a like a holy good henchman. <laughs> we'll find or someone out. close, someone close at least. Yeah, because we're not all perfect, but no one's perfect. Um, but that demon definitely wasn't perfect. Uh huh. So it can't be anything like along those lines. I feel like Arian Black could send somebody who would like break out in a mild sweat but not explode into flames <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is a binary thing in heaven no, it's definitely along a spectrum because I'm sure that if uh, it was deemed just who was like quasi like not exactly fully I mean, holy I mean I would say Hoblet that would have blown killed. up yeah, and I would say that demon we killed was probably like chaotic evil, right? So the opposite end of the spectrum. Right. So, you know, like, this right. is 
Hey, if, Arian if, would send. If it was anything questionable, Hoblet and Quinn would have both probably exploded immediately. The fact that Dave is grabbing lots of books right now. Uh, yeah, I think I have something for this. Makes me encouraged at this point with, with this plan. Or I think we should do it. Of what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I'm agreeing. Hoblet, I'm going to say this, and I want you to really feel the weight of what I'm about to say here. I think that is a great plan. Hoblet could not roll his eyes any harder than he did at that comment. <laughs> Now we've, left, do. we've left Joseph to just hut, right? That is understood. Okay. To help him in his quest, uh, Pregnart casts Enlarge on Hoblet. <laughs> he just wanted to enlarge something. He didn't care what. <laughs> yeah. Hoblet, you, have, you don't have any reaction to doubling in size in all dimensions? The gem doesn't even notice. I just cast enlarge on you, Hoblet. He just doubles. It only makes him six feet tall. Oh, I'm like yeah. a normal human now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. To, sure, to I'll help take you that. on your to to help you in your 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 power to do this. Uh, Pregnard just cast yes. Do you enlarge on you? So I'm wearing my armor, right? It's it's like the stuff you're wearing too. Or am I, am I in armor? It's, yeah, it's yeah. generally understood that your armor would grow with you because not having it do so is inconvenient for me. How yeah, the did... That, the, way that, the way that enlarge reduce works, it, it does. It is definitely everything you're wearing. Yes, everything that's actually oh. like equipped to your person. Okay, so that would include Trixie, because I was really hoping for like a comically tiny yes. little like gavel-sized hammer. It does, in, it oh, does no. include the target's weapons. He it includes your weapons. <laughs> Hoblet pulls his pants out and looks down and goes, <laughs> Nice. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I think it's plus D4 weapon damage for that hammer, too. Oh, it's always a plus. <laughs> no. It's always a plus four. <laughs> oh Yeah, I'd like, yeah. but also hearing that, I want to know what's wrong with you without actually having to hear what's wrong with you. <laughs> so I am going to cast Planar Ally uh, in the spiritual direction of Mr. Arion Black in an attempt to have him send a, uh, a Bromigo uh or Shimigo to help us out. Um, so uh, it is a 10 minute ritual. So we're gonna have to sit somewhere and you guys are gonna have to ho watch Hoblet ritualize for like nine minutes and 50 seconds. And then right Pregnant at the tests end- tests enlarge on Hoblet. He's, he's, he, I, I, I started... Oh yeah, really get the show going. Right at the end, for dramatic effect. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll time it. <laughs> oh my god. No, so I already at the it. nine I'll do nine, it again though. Nine minute no at like the nine minute eight second mark, you're casting in large. We're gonna bring the show the pre-ritualization to an end. So what happened? I like Pregnar warmed up to cast it, but then 
Hoblet said, hang on, buddy. Wait till the big moment. Wait till the big finish. Wait for the end. You got it, dude. All right, so... Trapped in heaven, need a friend to help out and remove a gem. Kinda good, they must be, or they'll blow up. Mr. Black, help me. Wow. Hoblet the fucking poet. <laughs> so what do we get, Dave? Well, for, um... A good it's like I pulled the slot machine. 20, 30 seconds, you get absolutely nothing. Hoblet's looking around. He hasn't cast this spell in a while. So, and it's someone within range. And it doesn't say what the range is. So, he's just... Kind of looking. Okay, now yeah, Pregnar casts in large. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It may be another 30 seconds after that, a little black cat walks out from behind a bush. Hello, friendo. Ariane Black is such an asshole. <laughs> Trots up to the party. Oh. You again. Wait, is this the cat from the, the Ice Keep? The one that... The one that... Um, that one was Herido huge. calling Mr. Kitty? That was a big cat, right? It was yeah. huge. It doesn't have to one, always yes, be huge. This one, yes, is exactly the uh, same shape. And as that cat trots up and uh, sits down... Uh, in front of you and says, oh, you again. You do see the same star pattern in white fur on his chest. But it's just a smaller, it's, like it's, it's house cat sized. Yes, cat she is house cat sized. Oh my God. We, we need some help with uh, a situation in my friend's forehead here. And I kind of gesture towards Felix. Yeah, that's me. That's me. Catchy trots on over, looks up. Hmm. Well, what's that you say that is there? Uh, it's the, uh, well, it's the third eye of Vecna. That's a bad, bad ooh. ruby. You can, you, you can even see the ooh expression on the cat's face. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that sucks. So we're, we're thinking maybe we can cut it out of his forehead, but we were wondering if you had any ideas. Mm. Of course we'd pay you for your services. Services rendered. See, the problem with something like this is you can't just destroy it. I mean, if it were that easy, people would just be destroying evil and good artifacts all over the place. There wouldn't be any left. It's my understanding that if we just kind of leave it here, it will blow up. <laughs> okay. So we just need it out of his head. 
Then we can just leave it. We we'll, I don't want. Or you it could anymore. just banish it to another plane. Like we can figure something out. Sure. Like normal. Cast it to the abyss. Normal evil things might uh, might get destroyed by being here, but if that's what you say it is, it's not just like evil. That's like pure dag nasty evil. No, I don't think I want to expose that to the air here. I know it's not quite airtight, but listen, you're on the outer planes. Metaphorical concepts mean actual things out here. Hoblet looks at him very confused by that statement. <laughs> um, so do you have any suggestions on how I might remove this? So you can't destroy it. You'd need to change it. Uh-huh. One of the easiest ways to change things would be By making it bigger? something of... <laughs> we laugh, but outside the box thinking like that isn't as stupid as it sounds in a situation like this. Thank that you. That said... This might be one of those situations where making the problem bigger doesn't necessarily turn out better. What we might need, though, as I was thinking, is something of equivalent value to transmute or exchange for this. Uh, Felix like starts rummaging around in his pockets or his his uh, bag of holding and produces the five shards of Hedrick. Oh. Ooh. Um, we're not. Those look enough. heavy Our as hell. Our friend is in here. Our friend is in here. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. This okay. is the only artifact I have, though, yes. of any measurable anything. No, no, this is of amazing value. And it's destroyed. Wait a second. Are you saying that we transmute this evil artifact into these shards, and then the shards and like of Hedrick enter into this foci or gem? Is that what you're suggesting? You'd need, and pardon the pun, one hell of a transmutationalist. Okay, 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 but this is points us at least in a better direction. Um, you wouldn't happen to know any people or things. Any transmutationists? That uh, do that, <laughs> would you? Any that would have anything in common with you? They would say maybe in the Omega Project, but you know what plane we're on, right? I do. I keep... I'm, I'm consistently reminded of this, yes. <sighs> Oh my gosh! If there there's no nothing else, there's if nothing else, heaven loves a loophole. Ugh. Huh. Uh, yeah. Is that true? Indeed, my 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 cat, my feline friend. Heaven loves a loophole. That's my new band name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Craig not. I, I doubt we could do it right now, but isn't your uh, goose friend a master transmuter? Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, there's here's here's the thing. We're here now. Yeah, that's no why I talk like this now. But here. Yes, unfortunately, Doctor Jadu is alive. It's not the first time that I know how that sounds, and I meant it exactly that way. <laughs> I said what I said. Ketchy's a spicy dude. So, this brings us back. Oh, well, oh, Felix is, yeah, I mean, Felix as a shapeshifter is not a transmuter. What is, what is going on with Felix? How do you define I mean, I can Felix's change powers? my shape. I can't, I can't change. I can just change my appearance, like the appearance of my skin and like the shape of my like features of my face and like my body to like resemble another creature of the same size as me, like another humanoid. No, no, Felix, Felix resembles a halfling, correct? I re- I re- resemble a gnome when I'm like just okay. chilling in my normal like you know, like like my comfortable form or shape. It's been so long that I've asked that question that I've taken the answer for granted for a while. I mean, Felix is just the persona that he has settled into because it's the one that he just feels the most accepted in. But I mean, in his true form, he just looks like a like a pale like alien baby. Does he wear That's a diaper? That's not what people are looking at right now. Um, Hoblet looks at the cat. Do, do you possess such powers? You are a talking cat. My my powers are different. For example, I come from the Shadowfell. Yet here I am. I go where I need to. Those are my powers. I mean, that's pretty significant. That's pretty cool. Uh, thank you again so much for your assistance. This is—I mean, you—you you are really, truly helping us out of a jam here, uh, friend. Um, we're really resisting the urge to want to pat the cat because I know I'm just not trying to press our luck. Um, that's it. Halflings. Halflings, you you don't get it. Their their deity lives on the next realm up from here. All halflings go there. Oh, oh. Yes, even the reprobates that work for the Omega Project, they still get to go to Halfling Heaven. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But, 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 but we can't. But we can't get there from here. We're stuck. No, here. no. But so you need to find the greatest transmutationalist that ever lived. Yes. It isn't living anymore. Yes. So we just got to climb up to the next heaven? Is it on this plane? No, that's the next heaven up. <laughs> oh, my. Okay, okay. Um, how do we get yeah. there? Can we get there from here? And how fast can we get there? Because we're also, unfortunately, in a bit of a time crunch. I'm not from here. I also am not going to know who 
in heaven you're looking for when you get there. And I feel like I'm pressing my luck in being in heaven squared. Heaven cubed, I don't think is going to really do. But I mean, we could get there. I mean, I have planar shift. I can take us all there. If we can shift, you keep saying we can't leave. But if we can leave, I can take us there. Well, you can't leave. Right, Felix? I mean, I was instructed that we had to get this out of this realm in 24 hours. So I have a spell that take can shift us planes. Right, that's how you got me to you guys to begin with. Right. Uh, what is the name of this plane? Do you only have to name it? Name, names of the planes. Names of the planes. Names of the planes. Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> What's the name of the plane we're on? Um. Mercuria, the golden heaven. I mean, I look around you. This whole place is golden. Also, why is that cat talking to me? It's a long story. Don't worry about it. But appreciate this is just it's part of our problem solving sort of situation we got going on over here, Joseph, and part of, you know, not blowing up your house. Like we're really trying to make sure that doesn't happen. I do appreciate that. We're on a customer being here. Yeah, we're just a cust you know, we're just we're just consulting with our cat, you know, on, on next steps. Ascension takes so long. Ian's even. <laughs> That's why I've made a nice, comfortable home here. The eons of purifying myself, I need a nice, comfortable place to rest at night. I'm thankful you're not going to blow it up. Yes, I mean, it was never our intention to do so, but, you know, even more so now. So anyways, um, I guess we can try to plane shift, but what's the next, what's the name of the next plane? That's, that, that, that's not this one, you know, where the gnomes are, or the, not the gnomes, the, uh, the halflings. Venya, the pearly heaven. Venya. Um, yes. uh, but if you were just to name that plane, and we were all to hold hands, so to speak, like we did before, uh, could you take us there? I can take you anywhere, baby. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, what's the exact uh, text of that spell, by the way? Uh, to be honest, it's pretty straightforward. I can name a plane and a place on the plane, and it'll take us there. Um, there that's like the first part of it. Then the rest of it is how to use it as an attack. I can banish somebody with it, too. But uh, that's not relevant okay. for right yep. now. So, nope. if it's it just can, me, me and up to eight friends can go to a different plane of existence. I can specify a target destination or in general terms. So, I can just say, like, a, some city, okay. or I can say, like, this building in this. 
whatever. We also, yeah, let's do it. And I, I forgot, we forgot to address the fact that, you know, Quinn's not here this session. He'll be back for this next session. But, you know, we're just going to make sure that he's one of the people linking hands with us as we travel yes. to the next stage. He's just kind of in a silent party. He's got laryngitis this week, so he can't, he was singing too much. <laughs> he's just quiet yeah. for this episode. The one or two songs he sang last episode. Fucking wrote a song. Yeah, I got in. I got into my groove at the beginning of the episode. I forgot to mention it, and nobody called me on it. No, he's just. We are the worst. We're yeah, but people know that they didn't make it this far, and they don't already know That's that. True. Um, so that uh, it's it says that I need a fork, so I'm just gonna we're gonna meta, and then I just I have a fork. Well, you cast it once before, so of course you have a fork. Right. So I pull out my tuning fork. I have everybody link up with me. Uh, I, I don't like holding hands, COVID and everything. I don't want to, you know. It doesn't exist in this world. <laughs> you don't know that. That's true, I don't. You sound like fake news right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so Hoblet bangs his fork, has everybody line up. What's that, conga line style? Oh my God. <laughs> and we fucking, uh, we shake our booties right into the next, uh, into the next plane. Vet Venya? Tuvania. Here we come. And then he smashes his fork. As the walls of reality shift and undulate as the ripples from this massive spell echo out uh, and drag you a portal onto the next plane. And so far, it's just the party. So it's just Felix, Jarrell, Pregnart, Boris, and Hoblet. And Quinn. And Quinn, yes. Um, and insert whatever transmutationist hall. That's where I want to go. Because <laughs> if there's uh, going to be that's, a transmutation. That's not a specific. Uh, what, do they have a layer? An arena? Well, <laughs> Hell, these, are, these are things that you probably should have had clarified before you whacked the tuning fork. Yep. Nope, now we're just going to get spit out somewhere on that plane. Yeah, cool. So, sure. as the main party is sucked out of existence on Mercuria, and a couple of leaves blow by the uh, empty uh, little uh, you know, dirt village outside of the hut of Archon Joseph. Can Pregnard see he anyone? And look at each Hang on. He and Ketchi look at each other. Hmm. I guess they should have uh, maybe asked about uh, the green fields where the halflings live, huh? Yeah, they'll figure it out. Back to the party, like, zooming through... Uh, that emptiness in between realms once again kind of arcing up and then back down onto this gigantic mountain that you can see even from outside of the plane of existence that it's on it's just so big and it goes up into this infinite golden shining like lens flare but you're sort of plummeting back down uh, into uh, what looks like a heavenly plaza full of pearly gates and walls and uh, other such angelic trappings. And boom, as everybody out right in the green field. Nope, clattered out onto a marble floor. 
Oh. Not my smoothest shift, but we made it. Um. Okay. All right. All right. On to the next. On to the next one, I suppose. Uh. Well, I think we need to figure out. I don't know where we are. This is uncharted territory, man. Yeah. What? Uh. What? Are we in a room? Are we in a open space, or like a house, or a hall, or? So it is a gigantic. You're in a gigantically wide hall, about 50 feet wide, with white walls with gold trim that reach almost 100 feet high. The hallway, um, about 50 feet wide or so, extends as far as the eye can see out ahead. And uh, back behind, maybe another 50 feet, where there is a wall of the exact same uh, stone as, well, presumable stone as the rest of the room. Nobody in here? No other beings? Nothing that you see as of yet. Also, I love that the exposition that Dave just had earlier with between Joseph and Ketchy was his way of essentially saying, man, man, you guys just love fucking firing from the hip. (laughs) (laughs) And you know I do. Ever since I burned that letter, bitches. Uh, Well, we need to find a way out of here and find someone to ask, like, where to find all this. Is there a door? We need to find the greatest transmuter that ever lived. Or that is no longer halfling, living. Halfling that's, transmuter. That's no yeah, longer that living. ever lived. <laughs> past Half tense. tense yeah. uh, there's there's got to be a way out of here. Boris cups her hands around her mouth and goes, "Hello." Oh. 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 All right. So let's just start walking. Right. I mean, is there a is there a clearly visible sort of like exit from this chamber or hall? Things go on for quite a ways yet ahead. Uh, there's nothing clearly visible from here, though. What if we turn around? <laughs> um, there was a wall behind. OK, on onwards and forwards. So this long ass hallway just fucking dead ends is what you're telling me. We're no, at no. the dead Behind, end. Yeah, we are at the end, the dead end of the other hall. Yes. But there's nothing at this hallway. So someone built a hallway that literally has nothing Maybe it's at a the foyer. end of it. It's not. A foyer needs a fucking door. Well, I don't you know. Maybe the we door, you come into a foyer. You really right point us in a specific direction. I know. I'm just saying. Evan, someone, everybody just in. Someone wasted I mean, no, a lot in the of last, time. In the, in the last port we walked through, we ended up in like some sort of catacomb, you know, to get to where we were before. So uh, who knows where we are now? All right. Let's start trucking, bitches. <laughs> yeah, we're moving. We're just going to continue through the hall, like, you know, ahead and just see if there's any signs of life. or. Uh, can Jarrell roll a religion check to see if he knows anything about this heaven? Yeah, yeah, I would say you can. Oh, no, just an 11. 11. Um, just that it is called the Pearly Heaven. It's the third level up. Okay. And there was still one more above us to get to where Valen is, right? Um, yeah, uh, they're up in Solania, it appears. The fourth level or the Electrum Heaven. All right. 
Well, in that case, we just keep moving. No additional information gathered here. Yep. Okay. Uh, as the party moves along, maybe almost a quarter mile down this almost endless hallway, you see uh, a man dressed in rags in what appears to be a sort of wooden stockade. Huh. Just like in the middle of this like otherwise empty hall? Yes. Interesting. How long have we been walking for? Um, probably about a quarter mile. About 200 feet further down the hall, there is another wall with a normal-sized wooden door in it. So we were going to eventually pass this figure in the, in the hood, right? Yes, about 200 feet before the end of this hall. All right, well, I mean, let's, we'll slow down, I guess, when we get close to him. Do we make out any features? Do they say anything? Yeah, do they appear to notice us approaching? Because I'm loud as fuck. As you approach, uh, this person weakly puts their head up. Please. Please help me. Um, what got you put in there, friendo? I... I can't remember. I was... I was trying to quest my way through the heavens. Trying to find help. Help for my daughter. She's sick sick with some demonic possession. I, uh, all I knew was I had to ascend to send into the heavens to save her life. Um, How long you been are here you a trans Oh, a what? No, no, a I'm, 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 I'm a pilgrim, <laughs> a penitent. And why are you restrained it's possible i must have failed some sort of test or maybe this is a test of me or my will i i i don't know all i know is i have to get through that door i have to ascend can i roll an insight please help me you know i already don't trust this guy no yeah. we're not letting him out can i roll an insight You're you can roll an insight yes uh 15 this man is incredibly genuine and he is pleading with you for not only his life, but the life of his daughter. Jarrell will use divine sense. I rolled a 28 with my insight, oh, if that oh, makes geez. any difference. <laughs> um, well, um, what does divine sense give you, uh, Jarrell? Uh, fiends, celestials, aberrations, list of things. No, this is, this is just a person. Okay. Huh. All right, well, I guess like letting... I mean, here's the, here's the thing, um, friend. I'm, af like, I'm afraid that like, whatever powers or, you know, deities or celestials or beings that put you here may not look kindly on us um, for, for setting you free. We're here to ask their help as well. Because we need their help as well. Exactly. So after they help us, we'll see if they'll let you go. Hang tight, big guy. We can make a bargain for you, you know, and what is your name? I'm sure Jarrell is probably not liking this discussion, but like I, I just like Felix is, is is on a one track mind now. I'm Thatcher, George Thatcher. George Thatcher. Hashtag free George Thatcher.
down hashtag free George Thatcher. Um, <clears throat> can Jarrell roll another religion check to know why in heaven somebody would be in a stockade instead of just exploded or re rejected from heaven? I will allow you to make one religion check before you guys decide how you proceed. <laughs> that one. Yep, that one. <laughs> Nat one. Mm-hmm. Had to do it. No, no, you couldn't think of any possible reason somebody would be in a stockade. They must yep. be beneath you. Well, <laughs> Terrell, um, I, I mean, and, and George here, I, I, don't say, I don't want to say that we can't help you. Like, we want to help you. Just, you, I think you can understand that setting you free might jeopardize not only our chances, but the, the, the chances of the entire prime material plane and the fate of it. Any advice for us? All you have to do is let me go. I can make my own passage through that trial. It's not going to stop you at all. Well... No offense here, George, but we don't know that, and we don't know you. You're in a stockade. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. We will Jarell. negotiate your release if Jarell, we you're, pass. You're the, you're, you're the most righteous person here. Like, I feel like it's your decision to make. And, and by that, I mean, this is your problem now, bud. I am not aware of any reason why this person would be in a stockade here if he were not meant to be here he would most likely not exist here based on what we've seen already and what Valen has told me I see no harm in releasing him and seeing what happens to him on his own we don't have to have him come with us but his at least then his fate is his own Hoblet is looking at Jarrell in a very confused manner. I'm about to say, You're like, that, that, he, there's no reason he should, like, be like this, like, should be destroyed. Like, this it, is clearly so ghastly unworthy as to not be allowed to even exist. What? This guy? Hey, you're the one who, uh, flubbed the, uh, religion check. Right. Yeah, you just said that he was beneath me, and I didn't know why he would be in there. Right, which means you would absolutely. Yeah, I was trying to cast him in a grossly negative there. light. Sorry. <clears throat> if we set him free, this can't come. This can't get back, to, like to us, like to, to being us. In case there is a blowback. Who Hoblet looks all the way back down the fucking empty hallway. And then he looks towards the door, and he looks at Felix and goes, Who else do you think they're going to think let him go? Oh. We're the only ones here. Boris glares at both of you. Yeah, we're the only ones here, and you're going to leave him? And walks over and starts, like, jiggling at the stockade to try to let the guy out. I mean, how much well, it's not like you have door. to make a damn check to unlock the thing. 
no lock on heaven. Uh, I also wasn't really trying to unlock it yet, though. I wasn't okay. taking out lockpicks. All she was doing was like jiggling at it to start. So okay. there was no attempt to unlock yet. I mean, I'm not going to stop anyone from letting him go. I just, I told him I'm not letting him go. I can't. Yeah, this is like I, I, I know I'm going to regret it if we didn't, if we don't do it. Let him go, Boris. Boris pulls out her lockpick and, yeah. you know, like single-handedly, like, tink, tink, whatever lock is on there. And then pockets right. the lock afterwards. <laughs> George Thatcher drops to his knees. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my daughter and I. Thank you. He collects himself up and gathers his robe around him and dashes down the hall to the door. Right, we, we, we give him a we give him a five Mississippi count, and then we start following. Maybe ten Mississippi. Yep. I mean, you start following before he gets to the door, but he still gets there a good ten Mississippi before you do, and he opens it, breathes in, to, you know, square himself up, and steps through confidently into whiteness beyond. The door closes behind him. Okay, our turn. Okay, so who's going to go up to the door first? Open the door, just see a melting George Thatcher. <laughs> Again, like, I feel like I shouldn't be the first one like walking the arc, into yeah. doors like yeah. this. With Jarrell, this, thing, this is so. all you, big dog. That's, yeah. yeah. Jarrell, you go right ahead and open that door, bud. He does. All right, Jarrell opens the door, and beyond is nothing but incandescent whiteness. Well, at least it's not darkness. And uh, I wish it were done. Kind of like pokes Jarrell to like go through, and I'll follow well, right behind him. Jarrell's not afraid because he's not capable of being afraid. So he walks through the door, and we're standing Jarell, next to Jarell, in so we're very not unafraid fashion. Walks through the door and is immediately subsumed by light. Boris is confident after releasing that person that she is all that is good and glorious and heavenly in the world and strides in after Jarrell in the same, like, you know, I'm a hero fashion. Boris strides <laughs> to the light confidently. Yeah, I'm right Pregnart skips through. Felix and Pregnart both do. Abba is just standing there, fucking looks back at the shackles, looks at the fucking door. Shakes his head. These assholes. I suppose I've put them through enough. And he jumps through. And the party finds themselves in a brilliant white waiting room. With They got good magazines? They are magazines. None of them are in languages you can understand. But they all seem matter. to what have the happy groups of people on it and uh, looks like uh, beautiful destinations. Are they shiny, happy people? Yep. Falling down. Shiny, happy Holding people. <laughs> all right. Or well, Hobbit like just going to sit there and what it reads it. Yeah. Oh. I guess we'll take a seat if there is one. Uh, yep, there are a couple of white couches uh, alongside either wall. The room is uh, actually upholstered, something I don't 
believe any of you have ever really seen many places before, maybe in the occasional palace or two. There aren't really many couches in, uh, in Teldoria yet. Uh, hey, Devo? Yes, sir. I am going to cast tongues on myself so that I can understand all languages so that I can read about these really cool places that we're going. Okay. It also means I can understand all languages for the next hour. Um, so if anyone's chit-chatting in the waiting room, I'm definitely eavesdropping on that shit. <laughs> Just so that you're Sounds aware. Sounds good. So uh, let's see. The first one you see is Modern Afterlife. Any interesting articles on the cover? Anything look good? Uh, let's see. Where to spend your eternity? Okay. Um, you know what? Hobbit would open for that one because he's been alive for a long. You know him. Yeah. I'm a top, it's like a mid, top ten middle list. late age. Right. Oh no 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 no! It's a quiz, and it's a pretty detailed quiz that points you to uh, the specific uh, celestial plane and uh, realm that you should be shooting for. Uh, I feel like my fingers are dirty enough that Hoblet starts marking the quiz in the magazine with his fingers. It's okay. So he's the, just mag sitting there the magazine the adapts and points you uh, within five questions towards the realm of Clangid and Silverbeard. It sussed you out pretty quick. Good magazine here. If everyone else are you is a dwarf? Enough. Yes. Yes. You smell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there were a couple options C's taken along the way, but it, it, it sussed you out pretty quick. There is a yep. white door at the far end of the room. It opens up, and a white-robed figure with a very long beard steps through. Curious of Telduria? You've passed. Right this way. And that's where we're going to end this episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. If you like us, we can be found on the internet. We're in such places as Reddit slash r slash Hapless Heroes Podcast. We're on Facebook, Hapless Heroes Podcast. We are both on Twitter and the gram at Hapless Heroes. All of those places will take you to the crown jewel of our internet presence, our Discord server, where you can hang out with us on a daily basis and interact with us, the cast, and our growing community, which we would love to have you as a part of. Now, if you really like us, though, you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. I believe uh, you know, Apple Podcasts probably still has that. Um, I don't know about Google Play. They got all weird in the last few No, at this, I mean, honestly, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that. I feel like, and this is just kind of worth saying because a lot of people ask this question, not a lot of places do reviews anymore. It seems like that's sort of the, a thing of the past now. Um, if you still want to write us some kind words, though, and you can't find a place to leave us a review... You can always just email us Discord, hap yeah. haplessheroes at gmail.com too if you just wanted to like write something into the show but didn't want to you know chat um you know we'd love we just want to we just want to hear from you we want to hear what you think and if you really really like us you can donate to our patreon patreon.com slash heroes. we have uh various uh rewards of uh or various uh tiers of rewards and uh, you should go check them out and you know kind of take a look yeah see what's uh with your you know hard-earned dollars we put all that money right back into the show we have you know we, we keep trying to think of new and interesting ways to reward you we have bloopers behind the scenes audio a whole bunch of stuff you know just like kind of check it out see what what you feel like giving if anything and you know we really deeply appreciate all of you who have and continue to help us keep this show running it's really wonderful five years strong baby 
five damn years. And you're gonna have you're gonna be stuck with us for at least another five. Maybe not in this specific story, but uh, yeah. Exactly. Is that me? I got something to say. Are you ready, y'all? If you like us right now, you like us, Sally Field, and the whole deal. Get a beef brisket, smoke that bad mamma jamma, slice that, make us some sandwiches, and send it to us through the mail, unrefrigerated, so then we can get moldy, rotten sandwiches <laughs> in the mail and mash them into a ball, send them to the Smithsonian, as you do with anything in these in these little bits that I do. Gotta send something to the Smithsonian. And, uh... Like number four, fourth time we've mentioned the Smithsonian now. <laughs> gotta send it to the Smithsonian, friend. And, uh, once they get it, they're gonna say, what the hell is this? This is a mashed up ball. It seems like bread and brisket. Probably some mustard in there. Mac schmaweones. Um, and then we'll say that is the first moldy brisket sandwich ball made by the podcast hapless heroes and they'll be like wow put that put that on display stick a tag next to it because we got ourselves a little present surprise treasure today (laughs) oh my god so wait does one of us then have to submit it to the smithsonian because we're the ones who are balling it up into yeah we're the wall Somebody's gonna send us the sandwich. We hear they. That will then. Wait, what? We'll take care right. of that. Oh, they're How sending it to us, clear? and we're sm- sending it to the Smithsonian. If you really <laughs> like us, <laughs> for fuck's sake! All right. I don't know. I thought Again, maybe I thought maybe they if, would just send if, it to the Smithsonian themselves. No, because then it's just some fan of the hapless heroes that so, so, uh, sends the ball of sandwiches to the Smithsonian. They're not gonna give a shit about that. Look, look, we have my goal is customs my... paperwork is for me to mail that. You know, so, I, I if don't you know really love us, send all of your moldy brisket sandwiches to Zach's house and he'll send it to the Smithsonian. <laughs> 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 no. I, I don't need to be the arbiter, Just but my goals are sky high. My goals are wild stallions high. We need to change the universe. And in that case, even our fans, like our greatest fans, get their own fan clubs and get their own Smithsonian level stuff. Because we're on to, you know, galaxy and universe changing stuff. You know, they get to be Smithsonian level fans. The five star. Once we get universe brain, then one of our fans will be galaxy brain. And then, then the Smithsonian might take them seriously. But right now, come on. And that is why we need your brisket sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. This is why I need to have a smoker the cast before a this smoker. gets any worse. If you don't have a fire pit, build one. Put those briskets in there. Make those sandwiches. Send it to us. Don't try to send those sandwiches to the Smithsonian. Unrefrigerated. They will laugh at you. Right. <laughs> you don't have nearly the clout that we have. <laughs> Nor do, you already have the Nor do you have the temperament to withstand the mocking of the Smithsonian. That's why... To my left, we have Felix Fizzlebottom, played <laughs> by Francesco. Oh. Oh, on to another one. 
To his left, we have Lord Jarrell the White, played by John. Until next time. To his left, we have Pregnart, played by Zach. How many more heavens are there? To his left, we have Boris the Butcher, played by Nicole. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> and to her left, we have Hoblet the Smasher, played by James. That was quite a planar shift. My name is Dave, and I've been your host and Dungeon Master this evening. We will see you next week as we continue this heavenly adventure. Bye-bye now. Bye. 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 Nature. Bye. Bye. Listen to podcasts.